Hello there. Today, a very different form of exercise routine, but one you could probably have a go at at home, from pulling faces to doing beautiful things with a rope. It's Mark Shardlow here with the daily Paralympic and Olympic chat, and we're approaching our 50th episode. And thank you so much for your support, for all the kind comments and for the observations and the reviews too. And if you want to get in touch with any thoughts, you can find me on social media at Mark Shardlow. Well, we've had a variety of guests on the pods from lots of different sports, and this man got a lot of people talking after his last appearance, and he won't disappoint again today. He may well be introducing you to a whole new set of exercises, exercises he's starting to showcase on his own social media channels. It is Team GB Archer, Patrick Houston. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I, I like exploring an awful lot of different um, mechanisms to improve and condition and train my body. Um, it's very much different stuff than what people might expect. You know, I'm not not just in the gym pumping out weights and going for long runs. You know, these are various things that I, I find personally make a massive difference to the functioning of my body. I, I just love sharing them because these things do make a difference and they'll make a difference to anybody, frankly. And it's not quite what people would expect. It is very different stuff. Like my first video was about training vision. So I was just looking at a pen up close and moving it about different distances, different positions. And that stuff can actually have an instantaneous effect on your nervous system and the ability of your body to actually move. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, one, I'm going to go through them one by one, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'd love What to. it does for you and what it would do for me as an ordinary person. I absolutely loved, I think it's the latest one. I mean, you did say you can laugh if you want, and it <laughs> did make me laugh. You're just sitting there in your car pulling faces for 10 minutes. Yep, pretty much. Your entire body is wrapped in this stuff called fascia, and it get it adapts almost perfectly to whatever stress or whatever stimulus you give it, which means if you're sat there looking at a computer all day long, pulling no particular facial expressions, not really talking to anybody, your face gets stiff, you know, the same way the rest of your body would get stiff, but the tissue inside your face gets stiff. So if you, basically, I'm, I'm blowing up my lips and blowing up my cheeks and different stuff like that, and if you do this, it mobilizes all of the tissue, and that allows you to it, it physically loosens the tissue which allows you to express more the face is one of the the most expressive portions of our body after the hands and if that stuff is locked down you don't have access to it and if you don't have access to that expression you won't feel it so if you loosen up the tissue literally just by blowing up some bits of your face and you spend a few days doing that you'll start to feel the stuff get softer and you'll actually find yourself smiling more, being more expressive, talking more, because basically we have a mask on this, like, you know, like some kind of drama mask stiff over your face that gets gets stiff and tight and loosening it up is fantastic for you. Yeah. And you said it there. It's like, I, I mean, it reminded me of little kids blowing up balloons and stuff like that. All sorts of strange. There's faces. a whole other element. We'll get with them. <laughs> we'll get to balloons later on in, uh, in my okay. training videos. Oh, sorry to, uh, sorry to jump ahead of time there, Patrick. What does it do for you though? Archery creates an awful lot of tension. You know, there's a lot of, I, every day, if I shoot 200 arrows, I'm pulling five tons and that tension is spread around through the entire body. And um, basically, if I don't do mobilization stuff, everything in my body locks up and tightens up. So basically, I'm trying to stop myself becoming an emotionless robot by manipulating and mobilizing the, the tissue of the most expressive bit of my face. And so that leads on to the next one I saw that I thought was really interesting, actually. And this was with a rope. It's almost like a skipping rope, but doing all sorts of... It looked like quite simple movements. I mean, how would you describe it? 
rope flow is probably the simple, the single greatest tool you can use to upgrade your athleticism. It connects your left side and your right side, so you get this fantastic non-dominant side um, training and coordination. But basically, you're moving the, the, your arms and therefore the rope in these spiraling paths without jumping through it. Jumping through is a syncopated rhythm where as the rope comes down, you have to shorten yourself. So you're actually training your body to shorten. It can be great for developing your Achilles tendons and your running muscles, but actually you're shortening yourself. Whereas by moving the rope around yourself without jumping through it, you get this these spiraling dynamics and, and curved movement patterns, which is how our bodies actually developed. You know, when we came down out of the trees, we were the first real animals to walk on our hind legs, and that gave us the ability to use our hands for using tools. So by picking up a stick, by picking up a rope or vines, as it might have been, we developed more and we evolved more. And by accessing it, by using a tool like a rope, like a stick, and moving it about your body in these patterns, you get the stimulus of your brain. You get It's called the corpus callosum, where you get both sides of your brain talking to one another and synchronized. So by doing these movements, you get your brain more more harmonized you get effectively the wiring gets all straightened out you get to move easier you get to move smoother and then it gets habituated you get first off the learning which is great really really good and interesting physicality to learn and then it gets habituated so you're able to um you're able to use them naturally and then it gets taken into the cerebellum and really drilled down into this is the fundamental forms of movement pattern that you actually use in the day-to-day -day life and that just you move easier everything is easier you can lift stuff better you're less pain there's so many benefits almost almost too many to lift you sort of gave it a semi complex background there which is which is the science behind it but actually watching it it's super simple isn't it and i'm sure there's yeah. a method behind it but it's it's more like rhythm it reminded me a bit of rhythmic gymnastics i hadn't really thought about incorporating it into an exercise regime but just watching you do it you, you think, well, this is simple, and I, I can actually see what effect it's having on you. Rope flow just means you get rhythm, you get flow, and you get smooth movement. It's really enjoyable, it calms you down, and it's just great in so many ways. I would recommend anybody to look up rope flow on YouTube, on Instagram, and to have a go at it. Literally, all you can do it with shoelaces. Thicker and heavier is better for ropes. 10, 12 millimeter rope works really well. And yeah, it's it's just so good. I'm going to post a link to your videos actually in the show notes here because I think it's great to see you doing it. And more sedentary, the other one I I saw was you mentioned it earlier was was looking at the pen. Yeah. And this is I don't know what what is that doing for you? What would it do to me? It's sort of moving the pen and following it with my eyes. It felt a bit like the sort of thing that happens when I go and get my annual eye check at the opticians. Yeah, indeed. So um, so training your vision can have instantaneous improvements. Um, because you're working at the speed of the nervous system, you get the benefits instantaneously. Basically, your brain sees through your eyes. You don't see with your eyes. And there are a set of muscles around the eyes. So by moving and mobilizing them, you get access to more. Um, that more applies to so many things. You can try and flex backwards as far as you can go. And you see how far you can go. You do the same thing by putting your eyes to the top of your head as if you're trying to look over your head straight away you will be able to flex more. And it's the same with, you know, external rotation of the shoulders, internal rotation, whichever way your movement is limited. If you take your vision that way, almost instantly, you will have access to more. Once again, it connects up all the areas of the brain by moving it in certain patterns, you get access to more strength and more neurological um, 
sort of coordination. And basically, it just improves your functioning skills and your ability to, to perform and deliver anything, pretty much. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I can recommend checking out all those. As you said at the start, they're very different exercises, but super simple to do at home. Now, how about you and archery and training? We heard from Johnny Walton of GB Rowing, what, about a month ago on this podcast, who's just come out of St. George's Park, the England Football HQ, and you've been training there as well with your squad team. Indeed so. We were up there just, just, uh, just this past week. I came back yesterday. We were to have our Olympic trials at the end of this month out in Turkey, but with um, the quarantine issues there, we'd have to spend 10 days in the bedroom, which isn't really doable. Um, so we're having our selection shoot at St. George's Park um, near Litchfield there. And I'm, well, yeah, we were up there training this week to get a, get a feel for it. Really interestingly, we were shooting in their, their massive indoor pitch. And you'd think 70 metres indoor, it's fantastic, by the way, because you get to just stack arrows up in the middle. There's no reason anything else to happen you just get to fill up the middle but their indoor venue there's vents all up the side and you know the entire length of the football pitch so it's it's as close to outside but inside as you can get i was actually aiming off um to allow for the wind drift some of the week and um, so we were there for for pre pre-olympic trials basically just getting a getting the gist of the place seeing what it's like um we'll be back there on the 30th to the 4th for the the trials themselves places amazing really really obviously they've got a lot of money you know the football association and um, so it's beautiful beautiful equipment fantastic place loads and loads of space um and fantastic food as well we actually hijacked the or, or piggybacked on the the rowing menu so there was a good a good supply of food and it was very nice what yeah. sort of things do they eat um well massive breakfast was one of the things we came down and it's all laid out so there's no there's no real contact with any staff and you come to the table and there's like 12 things sat on the table and then a fried breakfast and porridge available as well um and then every every meal we had to submit all the menu preferences in advance um every meal you know you were getting uh, a soup some bread a main course and then some salad and a dessert and some fruit as well it was really really nice stuff i had a chicken katsu curry uh yesterday there was some gnocchi and meatballs the day before a beautiful meatball soup yesterday as well really really nice food I hope you've not been overdoing it because those rowing boys, you know, they burn off multi-thousand calories a day doing their training. As much as rowing probably does burn a fair amount more than archery, if you're on your feet shooting all day, as I said, a 200-hour day is five tons of um, five tons of force through the body. Never mind the fact that we're walking seven to eight miles uh, during it. And then there's just the, the sheer time period, you know, we're on our feet doing the shooting for six, seven hours a day. So we can actually burn a, a really a pretty large amount as well. I know the Korean team talked about um, four to five thousand calories a day, which for a sport that you potentially think of as not that athletic, is really quite a quite a large caloric intake. Brilliant, Patrick. Always learn plenty from you. I always say the same. I enjoy chatting to you, and we always get a different take and actually an insight into your sport, which you love so much. Good luck at the end of the month with the the trials at St George's Park, and keep up the vlogging. I love I love it, and we'll post a link as I said um, in the show notes here today. Thanks a lot, Mark. And that's Patrick Houston sending our best wishes to you, Patrick, and to your colleagues as you all prepare to battle it out for places at St George's Park in a few weeks' time. Tomorrow, it's back to the Paralympics and the triathlete who's now an author and has got her first children's book coming out very soon. And what a great story it is too. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast, maybe you'll consider buying me a virtual coffee. 
by visiting justgiving.com and searching Destination Tokyo or checking out the show notes. Any money you tip will go straight to Maggie's Cancer Centres, a charity I'm raising money for. Look out for tomorrow's episode, give us a follow so you don't miss one, and we'll see you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.